running 100 miles seems impossible, and maybe even kind of crazy. And it is, but we believe in big crazy dreams. That's why we ran 100 miles. It was such a life-changing experience for us, we decided to devote this podcast to preparing and inspiring you to run your first ultra race. Are you ready to feel the highest highs and the lowest lows? Are you ready to do what you once thought was impossible? Are you ready for your trail to 100? Thank you for joining us here on Trail to 100. I'm Jacob Bateman, and joined along with me is my beautiful and lovely wife, Melody. What's up? What's up? How's it going? I'm still in my pajamas. It's one <laughs> o'clock. <laughs> I'm just sitting in a, in a, what is this thing called? A cozy? Snuggie. It's like a snuggie. Yeah. And I'm wrapped up in a blanket right now and hair's in a bun and I'm just chilling. And that's it's how like, Mondays go around here. <laughs> not, not all the time, <laughs> but yes, today is that kind of day. <laughs> Anyways, for today, we wanted to bring to you some lessons that we have been learning through our training recently. So just as a reminder of what we're training for, Jacob is training for the Scout 100 in, when is it again? June. June. First weekend of June. And I announced that my goal for the year is to try to qualify for Boston. Do you mind if I start? I'll go just for it. I'll go from there. So this is where I've been. This is where I've been. And... And I feel like this is good to share because I'm sure a lot of runners, especially type A runners, aka all runners, I feel like can relate to this. Anyways, I have been second guessing this decision to try to qualify for Boston. And I was talking with my coach yesterday and she pointed out that she feels like I'm not enjoying my training. And I told her, well, I know I'm not enjoying it. I was like, I'm not doing this to have fun. I'm doing this because it's a hard goal and it's good to do hard things. And and she basically said, you know, she said, in my opinion, having fun is the most important thing because PRs and, you know, these goals, they may or may not happen, but it's not a big of deal if you're enjoying the journey. And so it just made me think about what I'm doing and I have not been enjoying running on the roads. I've been not I've not been enjoying it at all. And and a part of it is because it's the middle of winter, it's dark, all of my runs are cold and dark and early in the morning and we have three routes from our house and that's it. So I'm basically running the same three routes every single morning. And you know, I've been trying to embrace being boring and doing the same things every day and it's I don't know. I'm honestly getting really burnt out. So I haven't really made a decision about what I want to do yet, but it just, after talking to my coach yesterday, just made me think about the importance of having fun. And now I'm trying to figure out that balance between being disciplined, pushing yourself, and also enjoying the journey. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. So it's a great question, you know, about like, Am I doing that to finish or am I doing it for the process? 
Where, if say you just followed through and you just kept this training up the whole year, yeah, because currently you want to do the Ogden Marathon, that's what you're signed up for in May, yeah, and you were thinking about doing another marathon in October, the St. George Marathon, yeah. So, say you kept that up and you didn't qualify for Boston, how would you feel? Well, not something that we were both talking about earlier, honestly, if I Honestly, I feel like by training for this goal, I'm giving up my whole year because I wouldn't be able to hike as much with my friends. We would have to say no to backpacking trips. I wouldn't be able to be in the mountains if I really, I mean, I could. So but your if, coach says you can't backpack? No. Like, what would I mean, you mean by that? I mean, I, I could, but it, it would mess up my training versus when I'm ultra running and trail running, then it's like, hiking and backpacking is is going to help and it and it can with road running too but it's because it's such a stretch for me qualifying for Boston my I'm my coach basically said to just stick to the training plan as close as I can and to stay on the roads as much as I can and you know how it is like when you're like strictly training for something any extra cardio or exercise outside of your training plan that's not structured can potentially hurt you you know and I decided that that's what I wanted to do was just stick to the plan and, you know, treat myself like, I don't know, like an athlete, like this is my job and I'm, I'm going to stick to the plan. And anyways, if I take that approach, then I am saying no to hiking and backpacking and maybe not all of it, but I won't be able to do as much as I want to do. And I just feel like that would be a really sad summer. And if I gave all of that up, and work my butt off this whole year and then didn't qualify, that would honestly be devastating. And another reason that I want to just do everything right and not veer from the plan is because I never want to do this again. I just want to qualify and and get it done. And I'm like, is that another sign that maybe I shouldn't be doing this? Because you're not, you're not in love with the process. No, I'm not at all. I hate it. It make, reminds me as you're talking about, we mention him a lot, but I, he gave us a really good interview and he's a really good guy, Joe Corsion. Yeah. He wants to qualify for Western States. He wants to get one of those golden tickets to wear. And for those of you who don't know, Western States is like the who's who's 100 mile ultra race where like only the best get in it. Right. And so they they have specific t- races throughout the year where if you like place first or second, you know, then you get an automatic entry into that race. And it's like whoever wins Western States is often known as one of the, or might be the best ultra runner that year, you know? So anyways, so Joe, like, I guess you could almost link that to you know qualifying for boston as qualifying for western states with ultra running right and so like joe had that goal and he hasn't reached it yet he's got another race coming up here in a few weeks though where he's going to try for it at 100k but he hasn't reached it yet but i follow him closely and it just seems like he's just loving his training though and he, he does see himself having steady improvement. And, I mean, he loves running in the mountains on the trails and getting faster on the trails. And so it does seem like, and he said this on our interview, make sure you pick something, your goals are aligned with something that you love. 
because you got to love the process or else, you know, the goal is just going to be that much harder and just it's just going to be more work than enjoyment, which there is always going to be work. Right. But yeah. And I guess I just got to a point where I was like, it just doesn't matter if it's fun or not. Like discipline. Like I decided that my word for 2023 is discipline. So I was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to do this thing that's really hard that I don't even really want to do just to prove to myself that I can do it, that I can be disciplined enough to do it. And, and that's why I'm saying I haven't quite made up my mind yet, even though it kind of sounds like the answer is obvious, but I still feel like I'm giving up on this goal that I'm backing out. But I was actually talking to my brother about this. I want to share this. And I thought this was a good example. And I, I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this. Anyways, he is an entrepreneur and his goal for this year was to make X amount of money. And, and in order to reach this goal, he, he was going into a lot of debt and putting a lot of things on credit and, and just kind of going to town trying to reach this goal for this year. And he realized that this goal was actually hurting him and his business. And he probably spent more money than he should have. And so he's altered his goal. And, and I don't know, maybe sometimes it's okay to change your goal. And why would you keep pushing towards a goal if it's hurting you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I see what you're saying. But what you said that struck me was, why would you keep pushing towards a goal that you don't want? Right. I guess like you just said to you, do it. Cause you I, said I you know, didn't really want, like you were like, you said something about just how you didn't want to qualify for Boston. I mean, I do. It would be cool to say that I qualified for Boston. I want to be able to run really fast. Like I do want that. But how but badly do you want it? Like, see, I, what I don't is know, the motivation because, behind the want? Because... I don't know. I think a part of it, I think a big part of it is because I'm a running coach and I get imposter syndrome and I feel like who would want to hire me as their running coach if I haven't even qualified for Boston, you know? And I'm like, but that I don't even run roads. Like I want to train trail runners, you know? So I, I just, I thought on my last long run, like my times are coming down and I am getting faster, but I finished my, my long run and I was like, you know, I, I ran 11 miles really fast and I really did enjoy that run. And I honestly would have rathered gone like 12 to 14 minute miles. Like we usually go and like, just enjoy it on the trails. Like I, I didn't care that I was fast. While you were out running 11 miles, I did 14 miles at a 16 minute pace <laughs> in the snow. And I was jealous. <laughs> I was like, see that, that sounds fun. Like I just realized that I don't think I care about being fast that much. I will say this. I care about strength. That is something that excites me. When I think about being strong and getting buff and lifting weights. And like, I just have this vision of like, it's a summer day and I have this, I, I don't know why, but I have this giant heavy backpack on my back. And I'm like in short shorts and a sports bra and I'm sweating and my six pack abs are like, busting out and i'm like hiking up this mountain Sounds hot to me <laughs> i'm hiking up this mountain and i'm just determined and i get to the top of this mountain with this sack of rocks on my back and it took me forever but i did it and i have dirt and sweat all over yeah. me i'm like that pumps me up yeah 
That sounds awesome. Where okay, I'm gonna I'm about to bag on Roadrunners. Sorry guys. <laughs> I feel like this episode but, is kind of bagging <laughs> on Roadrunners. <laughs> where okay, here's what one of the most contrasts I've ever seen with a trail runner to a road runner. When me and Melody volunteer at the Wasatch one hundred mile race here in Utah, we volunteer at this aid station at mile sixty where we have to backpack all the food and and like the canopy and tables it's so in. fun you feel so hard it's like, a, like you're backpacking yeah. the most random items yeah it's like watermelons and miso soup giant jar of pickles <laughs> yeah. you're just throwing in your bag and you're packing up the mountain for three miles anyways four, four is Don't it four okay i can't remember <laughs> but and then we were up all night with the ultra runners and just all the runners coming in all dirty and just not caring about what they looked, but just, you know, trying to push through the the pain, the mental toughness, the love from all the people helping each other out. And then that same day, so that's on like Friday night, on Saturday morning, we pack everything out. And on Saturday morning in the canyon that we park in, they have a uh, marathon and half marathon road run and like it's always the same weekend it's like yeah. big cottonwood canyon and we are literally we go from like the ruggedness of the mountains and then we come down into the road running yes atmosphere. and they, they run down this paved road just an all downhill marathon okay and everyone's down there with like their what those blankets like the emergency yeah. blankets everyone has blankets and gloves yeah and like well we got these nice little like the race gives them these little cheap gloves and these emergency blankets and you got like Taylor Swift pop in like on the speakers but I <laughs> you can listen to Taylor Swift and be a trail runner because Melody does I love Taylor Swift. but anyways you know or like Nicki Minaj or is that her name you know just I like know, just the poppy yeah stuff. just the really poppy <laughs> stuff. and yeah and everyone's got these perfectly white tennis shoes and these short shorts and they're all like warming up and and getting just everything now, exactly now careful, right. I feel like we have some roadrunners okay, listening. We, to this I know podcast. we do. I know we do. But, anyways, but it was all. It was such a contrast, and it's where like you know, everyone. There's as we're driving down the canyon after they run. There's just garbage everywhere because they don't have time to put it in the garbage can. So they literally I'm, pay like big crews to go yeah clean go up the and canyon clean it all up afterwards yeah, yeah and because there's just all these cups and well, everyone they throw, throw their, their gloves their away gloves. the blankets as they just kind of more like you know i'm not gonna lie i was actually a little bit disgusted little bit, with that they give all these people these gloves and they just throw the gloves on the side of the road and they just throw, yeah i'm like that is i'm not like a huge like global warming like save the planet kind of person but i'm like that is we, such we, waste we we believe in respecting we do we recycle yeah. like we're yeah yeah we, we pick up trash on the trail like you know we're if we see trash we're we conservationists pick it up. Uh, of course of course we are you yeah know, we believe in respecting nature and anyways so it's it was just i don't even know where i was going with that but <laughs> it was such a contrast to walk out of a hundred mile race where you're dealing with runners 
that are just so dirty and beat up, but everyone is just encouraging each other. And then you could also just sense in the road running, like the competitive spirit the that was pressure, there. Just yeah. Like, like everyone was trying to beat each other. Like it wasn't like, there wasn't a lot of like talking going on. It was just like, all right, get in the zone, you know, like the competition. Everyone's comp- like, and I like up. I, and, and I like, I like competition, but it's yeah. just, it was different. And it's like uh, o- almost, I don't know, unfriendly competition. Yeah. Like everyone's like, you know, don't talk to me. Seeing each other as more enemies. Right. And this is just in general. Yeah. We're not saying every single roadrunner is like this, but but yes, the environments are really different. And so, yeah, you just yeah. got to choose, I guess, like which one you want more, which process you think you're going to enjoy more because the goal either way is going to be hard. It's I hear it's like I was talking to someone the other day who it took them years to qualify for Boston. And it does. Years. It usually does. Like the goal of trying to qualify in one year is yeah. pretty dang steep. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I tend to do that. I tend to set these kind of big unrealistic goals. And then I get really disappointed when I don't hit them. And I'm not saying that I don't believe in myself. I, I, I think that I could. I think I do have it in me to qualify. I'm just wondering if you really want if i really want because of that process because you gotta pick a process that you're gonna enjoy more you know like so my brother do you i guess you do i I, I guess that's what i've been fighting like do i really have to enjoy it it, but but you have to want it to a point i just have realized and and i think i think this is where like the type a like runner personality comes in I find myself like fight, like pushing against the gradient a lot. Like I feel like it's a more honorable, bad a thing to do is to do the thing that I don't want to do. Like take the path of the most resistance. Like, but but then I'm do, like, but that but doesn't you, really make sense. Why would I take the path of most resistance if I could take? If the your path why of least? behind it, you know what I'm saying? I think if your why behind it isn't enough, then. It doesn't matter. Maybe that's what it's really I think about. It, I think yeah. what it's coming down to is what's your why. You're right. Because there's... Whether it's the path of most resistance or not. Yeah. It doesn't matter about the path of most resistance. It's what's your why, I think, is what it comes down to. And is that why enough to keep you motivated? And for how long will that why push you? Right. Right. You know it. I think you're right. I think it is important to enjoy the process. That's that's the conclusion that it seems I keep coming to. Because it's going to be hard either way. That's so true. Why not? In, like running a 50 mile trail run is hard. Training for that hard. I really feel like we switched spots. Remember when you're like, like I don't need good gear and I don't need poles, and I'm like, well, you might as well get the good gear and have the poles because it's already going to be really hard. <laughs> yeah. And now I feel like you're the one trying to convince me to like. I don't know, use the good gear or, I don't know, do, do what I want to do, I, you know? I don't Yeah, I'm just, I'm just telling you, yeah, I just think it's your why and is it enough, right. you know? Because if it's just to, you know, have that claim that you qualified for Boston. It's not enough. I don't think that's enough, yeah. to be honest. And I'm just realizing that I, I really just don't care about it yeah that much because you're not going to care enough to actually make it happen you're not right so the why has to be enough to really make you care about it 
Right. I think you're right. I think you're right. So I'll come back with an update about what I decided to do. I guess I, I'm just also a, a little bit frustrated with myself because I feel like I've been so wishy-washy about my goals and what I want to do, but but just the past few years. But I think that that's normal. Yep. And I think we all get wishy-washy and we all go through phases in our lives where we don't really know what we want and we're yeah. just trying to figure it out. And I'm telling myself that it's okay. It's okay to make up your mind and to change your mind again and again and again until you get it right, you know? And and I don't even want to say until you get it right because I don't feel like there's one right answer. There's lots of paths you can take, right? So It's just what you want. What do you right, want? Right, right. And I think life is just supposed to be messy and all over the place. That's just how it goes. So this is me talking to myself and also hoping it reaches someone who's going through something similar, but like, it's okay. Don't beat yourself up when, you know, you, you change your goal or, you know, you backed out of a, a commitment or, you know, like I said, sometimes it's life is just messy and it just, you know, takes sometimes trial and error think, to figure stuff out. Or you don't think something totally through before you <laughs> commit. Yep. <laughs> like, I guess yep. it's a good lesson to really ask yourself, is this why enough to keep me going? And how long is it? Because, you know, when you're thinking about a goal. When you're yeah. thinking about running 100 miles, what's your why? And is that why? Because 100 miles normally is going to take you, it's years of working up to it. It is. And it so is. is that why going to be enough to keep you pushing through And years? are you enjoying the journey? Are you yeah. enjoying the process? Does it seem like a process you would enjoy? Yeah. And it doesn't mean you're enjoying it every day, but generally, are you yeah. enjoying it? With the growth that will come, you know, and... Yeah. Like, okay, before I get to what I'm learning real quick, this keeps coming to mind. My brother is has decided he wants to run a 50-mile race. We're slowly working on converting every family yes. member to ultra running. <laughs> and he is a big hunter. He loves to hunt. He's the one I normally go hunting with. He's more, way more diehard than me. If it weren't for him, I probably wouldn't hunt as much. I would still hunt, but he definitely gets me out there, and he's shown me the ropes. And he told me his why behind wanting to run a 50 mile race is because first and foremost he wants to become he wants to, he has a few whys but one of the big ones is he wants to be able to be in shape for hunting season because hunting means so much to him and he realized like this past year when he was out hunting that he wasn't in the greatest shape and it really stopped him from getting into some areas where he wanted to get into to check out for deer and elk because he's like i don't think i could if i even if i got into that area i don't think i could pack an animal out of that area and anyways so like his why there's other whys behind it as well and he's also chosen that he wants to do a self-supported one in the area that he hunts in the area that he loves the most so he's you know pushed it kind of into his region like a normal race isn't what he wanted he wanted to run in the area that he loves you know and that he's learned a lot and grown so much in and to use it as another growing experience so you know and i think he's going to enjoy that process more and that mo that will help keep him motivated so well you know. and do you think that it's okay to have your why be because it's fun because you enjoy it yeah do you think that's an important why i think it's i think it's so i think it is good to have that as part of the why I think but so. 
like, okay, who who is really going to run 100 miles because it's fun? True. Very good point. Because you're going to stop at mile 60 when it sucks. But it kind of is fun to push through the pain. Maybe it's, it so depends on your definition it than the of fun. fun. There's more yeah, to it than yeah. just fun. You're, it's it's the, the pain. Some people want to yeah. feel the pain. Some people enjoy that pain. Yeah. But and I think it... Because you enjoy it, that's what makes it fun. And I guess that just comes down to confidence, proving to yourself that you can do it, yep. just feeling good afterwards. Boosting your confidence. Yeah. Okay, so moving on. I feel like this is a little bit of a rambly episode. Yeah, that was <laughs> 20 minutes on that. <laughs> Anyways, what are you learning, babe? So I'm learning a couple things, but something really struck me hard yesterday. So we were at church and the speaker was a girl who is on the spectrum. She probably has some sort of autism or something along that. So she has a disability that just makes normal things hard for her to do. And it was really neat hearing her get up there and talk because she even talked about how even public speaking was so so terrifying for her and you could tell as she was talking that it was something that it was hard for her and so she was talking a lot about doing hard things and she had one line that really struck me and she said we do hard things to become stronger and more humble and we all know the like, okay, yeah, we do hard things to become stronger thing. That that one's pretty obvious, right? But the more humble part struck me. Because oftentimes, I don't know, you can think that you do hard things, then you think, oh, yeah, look how cool I am. I'm not, you know, you, it'd be the opposite of humility, right? But I, then it made me flash back to all my really hard runs and the, even some training runs where things were really went really awry and we just uh, I just struggled to make it through or even the 100 mile races the 50k that had 13,000 feet of vert just I flashed back to those and I remembered as we've shared earlier you know we are big believers in God and Jesus Christ and on my runs I'm always pray and especially when it gets hard and I'm asking God to help me get through it to help give me strength to let help me know how to adjust to let me know how to deal with my nutrition you know or to just give me confirmation that I can do this and to keep moving forward and I just thought oh wow those long runs really humbled me to where I was then, you know, including God a lot more in my life, especially on those runs or leading up to my hundred mile runs. I notice I really start to get humble, you know, that just knowing that I'm about to take on something that's that big to where I bring God more into my life than maybe I, I, I wouldn't if I was just living a comfortable life. Because you realize that you need help in those moments. Yep. And so it just, you know, We've been talking a lot about ultra running and our whys behind it. And it's it's taken a bit for it all to click. I'm not always the best with words and like really describing my emotions and why I'm doing it. But like when she said that line, it really clicked 
in my head like oh this is a big reason why I do it to keep me closer to God I think that's a great why and I think ultra running is a great way to grow close to God because it it breaks you down to your core Mm -hmm. and if if you read the scriptures it often talks about the prophets going up into the mountains to like you know, receive revelation from God and to commune with God. Oh, the mountains clean your soul. Yes, and that's what I was, you know, I was thinking, you know, how many times have I, you know, felt the peace that only comes from God come into my life when I'm broken down in the mountains trying to keep going, you know, and just feeling the peacefulness out there. Amen. Amen. So that was a big, just kind of, you know, things clicking together in my head with ultra running. And then lastly, before we let y'all go, I got one more thing that I've learned. And that is just the importance of cross training and making time for more of it. Have I already shared this on the pod? No, we shared it in our newsletter video that we shared um, or that we're going to share on the first of the month. If you want to be added to the newsletter, send us your email on Instagram. Our Instagram is at trail to 100. Send us your email and we'll add you to it. So, yeah, and I've just I've never made a lot of time for cross training and really making it a priority. But with my new plan from Mike McKnight that he gave me to train for my hundred mile race, there is a lot of cross training and it's been, on- and and you've been diligent with it. You've yes. been doing it. I might be complaining about it to Melody, but you I've been doing that it. much. You've been doing it. And like, there's just been a lot of like Tabata workouts where you're doing squats to presses, stretching every single day. 15 minutes, every <laughs> single day. My goodness. That one, that one can get hard to, to get in because you're like, ah, I can blow that off today. But that one I haven't always got in, but I'm working on it. Doing much better than before. And then he has this other workout where he calls it like the primal workout where you're doing 30 pull-ups, like 75 push-ups. You're doing a bunch of different kinds of squats. You're doing planks, bicycles with the abs, just some really cool, you know, just a lot of body weight stuff that when you put it all together can really kick your butt. And then he has me do abs like three, at least three times a week. Do does like a five to 10 minute ab workout. Yeah, he's huge on core work. Yeah, yeah, lots of core work involved. And, and I've just been feeling stronger. One thing that I've always... One thing that I've always struggled with since I started ultra running is I always feel broken because I'm like just putting this absurd amount of miles on my feet. I'm climbing up the mountains every week, you know, until where I'm just like start to feel broken where I can sure I can push through it. But my legs and you don't feel everything just feels heavy and just not fresh and not spry. But last week I had a 35 mile week, which is. A bigger week for me as I as you guys know I was only peaking in like the high 40s low 50s for my hundred last year so 35 is starting to get up there for me and I was sore and starting to feel tired and I was heavy on that last run of the week but because this was like 
this on the second of a hard, hard, easy schedule, like one, two hard weeks in a row, then an easy. So this was my second hard week. So things were starting to really catch up, but overall, like I hear it is on Monday and I'm feeling fresh again and my body feels strong. And you talk about wanting to be a strong runner. You, you talk about like being like super buff in, in your description of being a strong runner. My description of a strong runner is, is a little bit different. Well, well that's part of it. Okay. it. It also means like, I see what you're getting at. Being a strong runner also means just feeling good. Like, yeah. I guess in my head, it's like being a strong runner means being an athlete. Like you're more than a runner. It's like you do the cross training and, and yeah. you're agile and yeah. your body moves well and you feel good. Yeah. 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 And so like I think about being a strong runner along those lines of just like being toned um, because I, I do still want to be big and buff. Yeah. Being toned. <laughs> See, I'm more like I just want to be toned. Like so I do enough cross training to be toned. And which it, it, to me, if you're being toned, you're, you're strong for your body weight. Like you can handle things. BMI is at a good rate, you know, and then uh, you're just finishing like those 50 milers, those 50 Ks and even the 100 miler you finish. You're, you're not pushing the deadline to get cut off, but you're finishing in a manner to where you're safe from the deadline, but still going strong you know not just completely broken at the finish line yeah which which we're getting there yeah we're slowly getting there just it takes time yeah. right and and i second what you're saying i also have been really good with my cross training strength training and stretching and it has made a really big difference and it does feel good to not feel broken anymore and i will say this speed work is important too because i've learned that going slow i mean i've I say that I learned this, but I have known this. And I feel like I understand it even better now that we've experienced it. But going slow breaks your body. When your form is not good, it hurts your body. There's more impact on your joints. And so when you move faster and your running economy is improved, which happens through running faster and sprinting, it's less load on your body. Your body moves better. You don't hurt your body as much. And that's something that I've realized yeah. with running faster is that my body feels better too. So even... You know, I, even though I'm saying, like, I don't care that much about being fast, I still think all trail runners need to get speed work in. I think we should always be trying yeah. to improve our speed. Yeah, yeah. Like, not just be content with, I'm going to be a 16-minute mile trail runner the rest of my life. Right. But, I don't want to do that. But you don't have to be, like, a Boston qualifying, like, 7-minute no. mile no. runner. I just want to be know. a strong runner and be continually making improvements. And that's what it comes down running. to. Yeah, yeah. That I'm continually getting better and stronger. Yeah. That makes sense. And that's what I'm starting to see. Now, obviously, especially for first timers out there, I think you're always just going to feel broken at the end of your first 50 mile or your first 50 K or your first that's hundred like mile. That's like the initiation. Yeah. yeah. You, you have to. It's the baptism by fire. Right. Like, if you don't get to that broken phase, then you didn't do it right. Right. <laughs> so you're always going to feel broken, but I'm starting to realize like, okay, now I can start to do some of these runs and live in a way to where maybe I don't feel so broken if I start implementing more of these these correct ways to cross train and things right well and let's be honest running 100 miles is not good for you it's not healthy and yeah. even if you are the strongest runner in the world like you're gonna hurt your body and you're gonna be a little bit broken afterwards that's just a part yep. of it so 
And then we could jump into talking about recovery and all that. But anyways, moral of the story, be smart with your training. Yep. Get that cross training in, guys. Wake up earlier. Wake up 30 minutes earlier if you need to because Literally, even five minutes of stretching a day will make such a big difference. Yes. Yes. It's it's just as essential as getting that time, getting your runs in. I even had, had a coach tell me that if it's between your cross training and your run, always do your cross training. That actually surprised me, but I'm like, no, that actually makes sense. You got to keep your body together. Yeah, you really do. Anyway, so that wraps things up. As Melody said, we have created a newsletter. So if you want to be on our newsletter, please reach out to us either through our Instagram account at trail to 100 or send us an email at trail to 100 at gmail.com. And just include your email address and say, I want to be on the newsletter. We'll be sending exclusive content in the newsletter that will only be on the newsletter. You'll even get a video of us. I know you guys have been listening to our voices and, and probably have this imagination of what we look like. But And then you'll see our faces and, and be you'll, really surprised. You'll start laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I, I look up, this will only probably make sense to people in Utah, but I looked up Dave and Deb once. Uh-huh. Uh, from Their radio show. Yeah, yeah. And I was like... It's just funny when you look people up and you like have a the faces what they of, look like. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, it was not expecting yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> that's happened to me with my favorite sports talk people. Yeah, so maybe you don't want to see our faces. But anyways, <laughs> we'll have a video message from us in there and just an extra spotlight and information on our guests. and Just a little extra fun stuff. It's, so. Anyways, so thank you guys for tuning in. This has been Jacob and Melody Bateman with y'all today, and we hope y'all have a great run out there, and we'll talk to y'all next time. See you guys. Hey, guys, it's Melody here. Thank you so much for listening to Trail. It means so much to us. I'm really excited to tell you about my coaching business where I help average Joes who are looking for a little bit more out of life do something big to find a little bit more purpose, direction, and meaning. I know what it's like to feel stagnant or like something's missing or like you just want more out of life. I was in the same spot. Jacob and I had just gotten married and we were both working nine to five jobs and we just were like, what do we do now? We, we just wanted something more and we listened to David Goggins book and we decided to sign up for a 50 mile race. And since then we've done fifties, we've done Jacobson, a couple hundreds. I've done one, 100 and, and running has changed our lives. I feel like I always have a goal to work towards. I feel accomplished and proud of myself. I feel like I have learned countless life lessons that have made me a better friend, a better wife, a better daughter, a better person. And I want to give back and help you do the same thing. I'm telling you, running can change your life. If you're ready to jump in and sign up for a race, whether it's three miles or 100 miles, I would be honored to help you cross the finish line. If you want to learn more or get in touch with me, go to my Instagram at Pine Tree Running or my website, MelodyBateman.biz. You have so much potential and you are way stronger than you know. Let's find your strength because it's there just waiting to be tapped into.